This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to the title sponsor of the Big Show. That would be Big O. Save up to $150 off Pirelli, Nitto, and Toyo tires now through April 4th at your locally owned and operated Big O tires. Do you have a favorite kind of tire, Jake? Not really, no. You? Uh, Not a favorite one, but I've I've bought a lot of Pirellis in my day. Okay. I usually just go in there and say, hey— What's going to make me not get stuck in the snow, but then I don't have to change out after winter's over? <laughs> so you want an all-season tire? Yeah. All right. I want little effort. Because I'm sure you'll get into this all about the performance and uh, yada, 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 but that that's it doesn't matter to me. Okay. All right. I can accept that. Uh, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, he writes for the Deseret News. He covers Utah basketball, BYU football. He's our friend Jay Drew. What's up, Jay? Hey, guys. Greetings from Las Vegas. How is Vegas? Is it still uh, weirdly empty down there? Yeah, it's uh, windy and kind of cold. And, uh, of course, uh, I'm at the halftime of the Washington State-Arizona State game, and there's only a few fans of parents, family members in the arena. So, yeah, it was uh, kind of weird. You didn't even have to worry about parking. I mean, parking's free. <laughs> it, everything's uh, there are no people around. So, yeah, it's kind of different. So, Jay, let me ask you this. Uh, how many times have you been to Las Vegas for work? Oh, probably 40, 40 to 50, I guess. I would, I would have guessed yeah. at least that. And do you have a most memorable moment? in that town as it pertains to sports? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I'd have to say it was Sam Merrill making that three-pointer to beat. Uh, I was covering that game, the Utah State-San Diego State game. Awesome. Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course, uh, covered a lot of BYU's games over at the Orleans and, and also at the Thomas and & Mack. And, um this is only my second time at the T-Mobile for Utah, of course. Uh, last year, they actually had me cover the Utah women's games down here. Well, I guess they were over at uh, the Mandalay Bay Event Center. So there's about six, seven arenas down here. It's kind of hard to keep them all straight. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I've been here quite a bit. That, that, this stands out. Maybe it's recency bias or whatever, but that was a, that was a pretty incredible moment. So, Jay, let's talk a little bit about the Utes. Of course, the kind of narrative out there is they've been up uh, in most games this year and uh, then have found interesting ways to lose. So at times have played really well, just has lacked the consistency and kind of the view going into the tournament, at least from me, is can they put those good moments together long enough to win a couple of games? Do you think that is in the cards or possible? Yeah, I definitely think it's possible. Um a lot will depend on if they get Ryland Jones back. Um, 
I'm not sure if he'll be back or not today. We'll find out here in a couple hours. Um, but so they're thin as it is. They don't have a really deep bench, but but they've got. They're, this is a good team. I I, I think I wrote uh, that this was the best sub 500 team in the country, and I got <laughs> a little bit of flack for that. But if you look at the teams Utah has beat, um, and you know they beat U, USC a few a few weeks ago, uh, a nationally ranked team, they've got a lot of talent, and when they put it together, they can really really play. They're just like you said; they're inconsistent. They they don't do really well with a lead sometimes, especially halftime leads. But Larry Krasoviak's got a pretty good team, and uh, the Pac-12 is pretty wide open. There's really not a dominant team. There's not a Gonzaga here among Pac-12 teams that you automatically say, yeah, they're going to win it. Um, they've got some good teams, but no really what I would consider great teams. So. But, yeah, I give Utah a decent chance. They're obviously going to have to win four games in four nights, which is almost impossible uh, because they didn't get one of the first-round buys. But it's a, it's a good team, and I think they could do some damage if, if they can just maintain some consistency. So, Jay, you talked about the inconsistency and the need for consistency, but if the team is good, why doesn't it play good most of the time? What's, what's the disruption with this team that's causing it to lose those leads that you talked about? If I had to put a finger on it, I would say they're always good on defense. It's a really good defensive team. But offense comes and goes because, one, they rely on Alfonso Plummer for outside shooting. And, you know, he's usually pretty good, but, but he does have have off nights. And, uh, and then I would say just – Without Rylan Jones and without kind of a, a veteran point guard, uh, especially down the stretch, they get a little um, out of their offense. Pella Larson, uh, the, the kid from Sweden, is a really good player, but he's only a freshman. And if you go back and look at kind of down the stretch, sometimes, especially without Rylan Jones in there, they, they don't execute like they should. They get hurried up a little bit and make some bad passes. So, um I think offensive inconsistency is probably the biggest reason that I think keeps them from from being even better. How do they match up against this Washington team, Jay? Yeah, pretty well. They they actually way back on December second or third, they beat Washington in that season opener at the Huntsman Center, beat them by fifteen to twenty, I think it was. Um, in Seattle, they lost uh, a really close game. It was another one of those games where they just didn't execute down the stretch. Um, so I, I think I think the Utes match up well. Washington's what they're the tenth seed. They haven't had a very good season. Um, I think they've only won five games. So yeah, Utah is a solid eight-point favorite. I, I think they match up pretty well, and I think they should pull out a win here today. Jan, your conversations with Larry Kraskoviak, how much pressure is he feeling? Yeah, I think he's feeling a little pressure. He tries not to, you know, make a big deal about it, let it show. But he he is a little testy, I think would be the word, if you ever bring up his future or his contract or, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, he always says, uh, I put more pressure on myself than any outside forces do, but a lot of coaches say that, but I would say, yeah, I, I, he he does get a little uh, a little 
you know, I'm not sure what the really word is, short or maybe terse, um, when you talk about things like that. Otherwise, he's fantastic. I tell people all the time, this is, uh, I had a really kind of a preconceived notion about what covering Larry would be like. And uh, from the sound bites and just from my years of covering BYU. And he's totally, totally different than I thought. He's real conversational. He's willing to go in depth on any question you ask him. So he's really accommodating as far as that goes. But, you know, when it comes to talking about his future at Utah and his performance, he's not quite as talkative, I guess, is maybe the way I would describe it. They haven't had an NBA guy for a while, certainly since uh, Kuzma and then uh, DeLon Wright and Jacoperto before that, obviously. Why do you think that is? Is they just have not recruited uh, a player of that caliber yet, or is it a developmental issue? Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably recruiting. Um, you know, And then they've lost a few players. Yeah. There's been kind of a revolving door. As, you know, um, Gordon wrote about, uh, I think it was a year ago, but... But uh, there's, you know, um, but none of those guys have really gone on to, to do great things where they've transferred to. Um, I, I just think it's, uh, you know, it's really hard to make the NBA nowadays. I mean, I look at Yoli Childs. I covered him, uh, and I, I mean, he's a fantastic player. And, you know, what's, he's stuck in the G League, didn't get drafted. So I'd say it's a combination of it's just really hard to get a guy in the NBA and that, the uh, that maybe some of the talent that they've brought in hasn't been up to what they had in the past. I wanted to ask you a BYU football question, Jay, but before I do, describe that arena down there. Some of our <laughs> listeners have never been there, uh, and I know it's hard to judge it on in a year like this, but how would you describe uh, that place? Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Uh, it's... Um, you know, I, I'm kind of standing out here in kind of a patio area that's kind of outside that, that you can walk right back in. Um, it's uh, I, it reminds me a little bit of, of uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena, um, especially after the redo. A lot of glass, um, but nice place. It's just almost totally empty right now with Washington State and Arizona State playing. Just uh, I think each team was able to bring 50 fans or 50 tickets for parents and family members. So it's pretty much really empty. There are no concession stands going at all. Um, so it's uh, uh, almost like you're here for a, a jazz shoot-around kind of feel to it. So who's going to be BYU's starting quarterback, Jay? <laughs> wow, I wish I knew. Um I'm going to say it's going to be Baylor Romney. Um, I just think uh, Aaron Roderick, um, I just think he's going to go with the guy who knows the offense best, the guy that has performed probably the best in the past, um, and then kind of go from there. But, uh, I mean, that's just totally a guess um, because, you know, it could go any way. The thing is, a lot of these guys are, are really different, so they present really different choices. Uh, I'm talking about Baylor, and then Jaron, Jaron Hall is different. Then you got the freshman, Jacob Conover, who everyone raves about how he played as a scout team quarterback in fall camp. So 
Um, I think it's down to those three. I don't think they really consider Soljay Mayava uh, as much as those three. But but uh, if you if you know if you held a gun to my head, I'd right now I'd say Baylor Romney. But but it's a still a long long way away from from anything final. What did you think about the Nakua brothers transferring to BYU, Jay? And is there, uh, you know, they made some public comment, but is there more to that story? Yeah, not too much that I know of. I just, I just think it's the family thing, and I, I think that's legit. I don't think they were that, especially uh, Puka out in Washington. I don't, I don't think they were that dissatisfied with where they were, which is usually the reason for transfers. Um, it's just. You know, my gut reaction is you hear these rumors all the time and you never, they never seem to work out for the best for like the Utes or the Cougars. And, uh, and then this time, you know, it, it came to fruition, at least on BYU's part. I know Utah's losing a really good player, but, um, so yeah, I guess, you know, you cover me a little bit shocked just because we've been hearing that this would happen and then it actually happened. So, uh, now what's going to happen is all us reporters are going to have to track down all these rumors we hear instead of <laughs> instead of shrugging and say, ah, oh, that'll never happen. Now we got to go back to where, you know, you have to take every one of them serious, at least for the next little while. Seems to me, though, Jay, through the years when BYU has had good teams, and they need a good team this coming season with that schedule they're going to face, but in those good years, they, yeah, the quarterback gets all the credit, but those the receivers have to be good for BYU to be good, and that's why I think these kinds of uh, additions are, are are probably really helpful uh, for them. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, everyone's talking about Zach Wilson leaving, but Dax Milne had a fantastic year too, and he's leaving. And and uh, although they've got a lot of uh, good, talented guys that they recruited. Um, you're getting two proven veteran guys who have done it, who have you know lined up and and uh, and walked the walk, so to speak. So, yeah, I think it's absolutely huge, and it's the most happy people sh- around should be the the BYU quarterbacks that are fighting for this spot now because they've got some really good receivers to throw to now. Well, Jay, we appreciate you jumping on with us. We'll let you get back to uh, to the basketball, man. Thank you very much. Okay. Have a great night, guys. See ya. See you, Jay. It's our friend Jay Drew. Writes for the Deseret News. Covers Utah basketball and BYU football. Uh, with us here on the Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yep. Yeah, uh, Jay has, uh, He's speaking of tires, he's got some wear on his. You're calling Jay old now? Jeez. No, 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 no. Jeez, I'm, calling, I'm calling him a veteran. You just sound like you were saying it's time to change him out no. for a fresh set. <laughs> See, I, what's funny about what just happened right there is I thought you were going a different way. Like you were going to say, "Oh, you misunderstood me." I was like, "He drives a lot," or something like that. But you, you went with the whole like, "No, I'm not calling him old. I'm calling him old." No, no, I'm not I, calling him old. No. I'm calling him a veteran. He's no. not I mean, fat. He's, he's big boned. No, I'm, I'm calling him experienced. Another word for old. Well. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all it's all good. Be, be, no, it's be, old. Being a little older is good. You're not rich. You're just wealthy, Gordon. And and by the way, we're complimenting Jay. Jay does a great job. There's a guy who's old. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's just been around. 
nope, not that Another either. Another phrase for old. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Got a lot of rings around the trunk. Oh, no, um, guys, you're crazy. I'm not calling him old. He's old. Not old, but old. Old. No. no. See, it's it's nuanced, fellas. And I know anytime we get nuanced here, it gets a little confusing for you. But but it's it's nuanced. How He's, did you how did you put it? There's a lot of tread off that tire. <laughs> Got a lot of what? tread on those tires. Is that, is that what it was? That's not well, nuanced. He, he, if he has a lot of tread, then then he's got a lot of tread left. If he if he, if the tread is worn, That's, then yeah. you don't throw the vehicle away. You just change out the the tires. But you were implying that he was old. I was implying. And he said, that he "Geez, was... why are you calling Jay old?" You go, "Ah, I didn't call him old. I called him old. He's old." I was, I was implying that he was experienced and has seen a lot in his day. So thereby, his evaluations and judgments and opinions carry uh carry some some weight well if he does need new tires you guys know where to send them well and, and big o that's the one uh so you're saying uh, to have any credibility you got to be old well it, it helps it helps because i i know a lot of old people i don't listen to <laughs> well maybe you should start <laughs> all right well We'll have more uh, coming up. Utah, by the way, uh, Utah should beat Washington today. Washington is terrible, yeah. but I, I wonder how many games uh, the Utes can can rattle off if they if well, they put it together and play their best. I bet they could get two three, but I don't know. We'll see. I wonder. I think about four teams from the Pac-12 getting into the tournament. Maybe that's kind of what the consensus out there is. Yeah, but. it seems like it. All right. Well, we'll see if the Utes can be their best selves. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Oh, hey, Jay's not old. He's old. <laughs> you guys, we should you're run old. That back. You See, are like 100. It's sophisticated. you got to think it I want to hear it in the break. Just... I want to, you know, because you didn't bring it up like you just kind of mentioned it. You didn't say you should listen to him because he's old. You just kind of like, yeah, that was Jay. He's old. And then said Jake and I are too slow and dumb to get the nuances <laughs> of you calling so him So now old. it's a war, yeah, and you right. didn't want that. <laughs> no, I didn't. Break no, yourself I... for the, the socks with sandals. We don't oh, hear that one nearly geez. enough. I like wearing socks with sandals. I still, I deleted one by accident. I need to, we need to figure out which one I deleted. I feel like that one and Oh, the... speaking of which, Austin owes us one today. I know. What you yeah, do? I'm not fast enough yeah. to hear the nuances of your suggestions. <laughs> How about okay, so, so you guys can attack me, but I can't attack. No, that. no, we we we've I'm got it. That old. We're going to do this today. Austin's overdue for the incriminating audio, and we've got to sure we've got to knock it out. I've never called you stupid, but you've Gordon's called both of us stupid like several times this several segment, times a day. <laughs> no, do not I stupid. need to talk slower for you, Jake and Austin? I already talk slow, so you know. But I'll, I I have great respect for both of you. But when it comes to a comment like that, you just have to look beyond just what it appears to be. There's more to it than that. I don't think you're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I have great respect for you, but you're dumb. That's what he did right there. You're not dumb. You're you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't call you dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, think, I think we better oh, go to break. I think we should, too. All right, stay yeah. tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.